This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you're making it a good one. We know that we are as well. We have a lot to cover in this in this hour show, 45 minutes to an hour show. A lot to get into. LSU football players this spring turning heads all across the country. We'll touch about we'll touch on that. Some key players for LSU, some guys that we knew had the talent are really turning heads this football and this spring football practice and camp and scrimmages. We'll talk about that. Uh, Mike Scarborough from TigerBay.com joins us. We do and will be talking some LSU recruiting, so you're going to want to be staying in tune for that. The dead period, the recruiting dead period is over with now uh, on June the 1st, so we'll be talking to Mike about what that will mean. Also, LSU baseball. LSU baseball takes two of three from the University of Kentucky. Jeff in the borough, you can absolutely suck it. LSU ain't no good, man. LSU ain't no good in baseball. And we just went to Lexington and put the patty smack all over your ass. We'll talk about that as well. But guys, we got to get to a couple of these comments. We got to get in a lot into. So we'll sit here. Mike Bazil, our financial advisor on the show. Let me pull up his his promo here. Sent your boy 150 stars on the Facebook. So we greatly appreciate Mike Bazil, our financial advisor. You can call him at 504-343-1576. Is that it? Yeah, one five seven six. I thought I got my man's number wrong. But you can call him there. Kenny says, Kenny is tuned in, talking about himself in the third person. What's up, Kenny? Jacob Cole says, tell me something good, Blake. Well, I'll tell you this. I got something special for you guys uh, coming up. The SEC might need Jesus this upcoming season. (laughs) For those of listening on the audio podcast, I pulled up a little baby Jesus right here that I have in my hand. So uh, we'll go from there. Devin uh, Landry says, let's go. Blake Doucette says, hashtag who? 
Blake Rafino with the EAUX. Let's go. We are live. Who, Mike Jones? Or who, Xavier Pinson? If you're just tuning in and you didn't see the news, Xavier Pinson, the uh, the guard, the transfer from the University of Missouri, is coming down to the Bayou. Will Wade gives him gets another big time guard in this program, and we will talk about that as well. But guys, before we get started, we got a great we got to thank our good partners over at Believe Podcast for everything that they do for us, and we have to thank all of our great sponsors as well, and none better than our good friends over at GM Vardo and Sons. GM Vardo and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS, sent you on by. And our good friends over at Monster Bass. Guys, it, it is fishing season. If you want to go out there, if you want to go on the lake, you want to go out on the river, you got to subscribe to Monster Bass. Premium subscription on from a fishing company that handpicks the best baits when you go out there on the water. No more guessing on which baits you're going to go are going to go out there with and which ones are going to work. If you want the pros, if you want help from the pros, let them send you your box. If you do go sub- subscribe to them, it's only Ten to fifteen dollars a month. You could get up to the thirty dollar box, but when you go there, you can put in the promo code AYS10. That's AYS10 to get ten dollars off your first box, and then that way they'll know your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS, sent you on by. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. Let's start off with some football. I feel like we have not talked about some football in some time because of all the Rudy Pooh nature and all the Rudy Pooh stuff. That has been going on around LSU. So now let's talk about some football. Let's start here. Let's start on the defensive side of the football. Number one, I have mentioned that I have been the the CEO and the president of the J Ward Fan Club. Uh, Saturday in this past scrimmage, and what you'll probably hear from Ed Orgeron coming up tomorrow, and even maybe even tomorrow morning, is that I was told that J Ward had another interception and had a huge. Huge scrimmage this past Saturday. Kid's athletic enough. He makes some moves in the open field and has the ability to take it to the house. You know, I made this comparison, and and I know that he's a good friend of mine. He's a good friend of the show, Brandon Taylor. I don't remember a corner that made the the leap over to safety that's had this big of an impact um, that we have relatively seen in the spring. Jay Ward is a guy that, if you're just tuning in or you're just listening, has had the best, not maybe not even the best camp, but the, the biggest transition from the end of the season last year until right now. Really excited this upcoming Saturday for the spring game. I know that they're not going to show us a lot, but I want to see Jay Ward at that safety position. I want to see him and Derek Davis Jr., the true freshman from Pennsylvania, I want to see them on the field together. What can those two guys do? Because we know what Derek Stingley is going to be able to do. We all feel that he's going to be able to bounce back and what he can do on the field. Now, Elias Ricks won't be out there. So it's going to be interesting to see who the, the, I would say the third corner, but the corner that they'll put outside because I think that Cordell Flott will be in the slot. See see what I did there? Kind of rhymed. So that Flott will be in the slot. I want to make this very well known because I've been taking this, this, uh, I don't really want to call it a, a criticism, but... I want to really just fielding this question from start to finish. Uh, 
I've been hearing because the LSU defensive line, which they dominated again this past Saturday, well, Blake, that just means our O-line stinks. Well, not really, because we're going to get to the offensive line in just a second and how dominant they were this past Saturday in the running game. It's something that Jake Peets has put a lot of pressure on this team to get back to being able to, to man to man really just manhandle that line of scrimmage. So we'll talk about them in a minute. But they are going to be really, um, uh, at least from what we hear, and now we're not out there being able to watch all of it. We'll see some on Saturday. But that this defense will be able to get to the quarterback with four. If they're able to do that on a consistent basis. Now, you can't do that for all game. You can't do that, uh, you know, I want to say 60 to 75 plays a game. You can't just only rush four. You're going to have to send more than just four because those guys get tired. But when they do, you can rotate guys in and out, which makes it a lot easier. The defensive line, again, really stood out. Damone Clark and Dominique Strong, Bug Strong, also had a huge game Saturday. Did they did they allow some explosive plays from what I hear? Yes. But, I mean, man, you kind of got to take it for what it's worth. Do you want them to be completely shut down and make sure your offense doesn't get some explosive plays, or do you want it to be vice versa? I heard it was really 50-50. Um, I will field some questions here. Derek Crane says, and we are live. I think we're going to have to make get some T-shirts made that say we are live. Mickey says, uh, send us some stars. Mickey, we greatly appreciate that. Um, let's see. John says, I think Coy Moore is going to be a big surprise player this year. He definitely has that potential. Now, I'm going to ask Mike. You know, Mike covered him when he was at Rummel. Um, Mike was a guy that, you know, I'll, I'll just let him explain that. But, yes, I think he's a guy that really could get some snaps. But I, I still do hear that Trey Palmer, who, who was a little nicked up, came back and is doing a lot of great things. Those two guys are battling it out. When Ed Orgeron told you that those two guys, when the running backs went down, took reps at the running back position, that all they're doing there is saying, hey, we want to get on the, we want to play. We want to be on the field. That's all. The, these guys are battling, and you want to see that. Blaine Smith says, Go sign, uh, got to sign Jacoby Matthews. We'll talk to Mike about that uh, in just a minute. Mm. Darren said Thaddeus Moss just signed with the Bengals. Him and Joe reunite. Yeah, and they were really close. They were extremely close. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Mikey sending us some stars there. Thank you, my brother. He says, uh, seeing Cardell doing some practicing and working out, so is he ever going to live up to the hype? <sighs> Listen, guys, I, there's a reason that Ed called out the second-team offensive line. Um, I think that, you, you look, you got to be very careful about what you're talking about and what, what we talk about. This offense is learning a new uh, a new scheme. Now, that's not really a, a, a criticism on them, but guys like Cardell got to find a way to step up. Anthony Bradford, though, from what I hear, the, the guard from Michigan who's been here for now, this will be his third season, I heard is just kicking ass. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Just at, If that kid can put it together, the guards that are playing right now in Ingram – and uh, Chase and Hines, you better watch out, man. Because if that kid finds a way to put everything together, he's going to be very dangerous. Like, extremely dangerous. If he can go into the spring or finish his spring strong, get into the summer, get a little bit more conditioned. I'm not going to say the kid's got to lose weight. If he's conditioned and can do what he's doing right now, but just for a longer period of time, I don't care what he looks like. Especially if he's demolishing dudes at the line of scrimmage. And we did hear that he had a good Saturday. Uh, let's see. Blaine Smith says, "Whatever happened to Gator fan that used to comment on all the uh, all the time?" Yeah, Ryan, I'm not sure. Look, y'all, y'all obliterated him. 
This man came up to an LSU podcast and y'all put the bad baby. Y'all spanked him on out of here. Y'all, I mean, look, it's all right. It's all right. So we'll see. Darren says anti-LSU idiots say one hit wonder. Keep flapping those jaws. We'll see. Keep underestimating us, please. I like that intensity, Darren. Darren, I like that intensity. I like that we're coming out here and laying the smack down on that candy ass. We'll see Saturday. Let me let me make this very clear too, because a lot of people are going to get bent out of shape uh, Saturday and Sunday, and then when we come in here Monday and we talk about the spring game, there's going to be a lot of people that get bent out of shape. Blake, the the offense is going to be shit, and then we got to go all summer. Or Blake, the defense is going to be shit. Then we got to go all summer. Guys, you ain't going to see nothing Saturday. I'm just going to let you You're going to see a little something-something. Um, I, what I would think that you're going to what you're going to see is, look, uh, Durante Jones, the defensive coordinator for LSU, he's not a one-trick pony. He doesn't have one trick up his up his sleeve in his, in his bag of, of tricks. He's not going to just have one thing that he can go to. Let me tell you this right now because today is – April the 12th, we got a long way to go. We got all the way until September, late August, before this season gets uh, kicked off. LSU is going to be running some zone defenses. LSU is not going to be just a four-man front. LSU is going to put three guys on the front. They're going to have two linebackers. They're going to have one linebacker. They're going to have two safeties. They sometimes might have three. And whatever stops this team, it's like an amoeba defense. Hey, do we have the athletes? Yes. Okay, well, let's put them in space and let them make plays. People are sleeping on Durante Jones. I understand it because it kind of kind of just came out of nowhere. I understand that. You're going to beat us a man? We're going to run zone. If you're going to run zone, we're going to run man. And we're not we're going to keep mixing this stuff up until you're not going to know what hit you. And one good thing about this defense and and look, Jake Peets is having to go through it. You have no idea. No one in the country knows what LSU is going to do, which makes them dangerous. We will get to the offense in just a second before Mike Scarborough gets in, in here. We'll talk some LSU spring and some LSU recruiting with him as well. Kenny says, this Saturday, for the first time since the 57 whipping on Texas A&M, I will be in Death Valley. Can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be fun. If you saw, uh, fans are allowed to go there. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited. Mm. I've gotten seven messages today asking me if I'm going. No, I will not be there. Kenny says, Bama Gumps say one hit wonder because they can't count past one. We're going to talk about some Bama tomorrow. We're going to see what, you know, here's the thing. People hate when I, I I bring guests on that, you know, we talk about Bama. The best way to know your enemy is to know your enemy. The best way to beat your enemy is to know your enemy. We'll have on uh, an Alabama guest tomorrow. Brandon Reese says, I still to this day watch Florida fans' reactions to the LSU game last year on YouTube. I do too sometimes. I watch the Bama ones from 09, especially the Florida fans from last year when old boy uh, Wilson threw the shoe. Let's get to some of the offense. Guys, I think that it, as I continue to go on, as we continue to see this spring and the philosophies and the things that they want to do, I promise you you're going to hear this from Ed Orgeron tomorrow. Miles Brennan had a good day. Miles Brennan's progressing. Miles Brennan did a, had a really good day uh, this past Saturday. I got to see it, guys. I, look, I have to see it. Because this kid is going on his fifth year at LSU. Can he make a leap? Can he be the guy? Maybe. 
But I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to be the guy that sees it. Now that might come back and bite me on the ass. That's fine. I'm gonna have to see Miles Brennan have a good day. He, for a LSU fans' perspective, I feel like he's got to have a big day Saturday. Nobody on that team needs to have a better Saturday this upcoming Saturday than Miles Brennan. Nobody. From a fan's perspective, and maybe from a maybe from a coach's perspective in a way. I mean, they've seen him all spring, and I get that, but what they don't want is for fans running out here and say, this is Max Johnson's team. Miles Brennan has no chance. Jeff in the borough, I know you're watching. Huge Kentucky fan that comments and calls in on the show. We're not taking your phone call. Just letting you know, brother. We're not taking a phone call from somebody that wants to talk Kentucky. We're not going to do it. Ah. Derek says, what's up with Eric Gilbert? Um, <laughs> I'm going to be a little careful. I know that I put a hint out there about Eric Gilbert. Um, if Eric Gilbert can do the things that Eric Gilbert needs to be done, which I hear and it's looking really good, I think that there's a chance, a really good chance from what LSU people are saying, that Eric Gilbert might be back. Coaches, and uh, compli- coaches compliance, and team are, are looking to take him back. We have two of the three. And it's not the coaches or the team. So I think as we continue to monitor this, um, there could be within the next couple days, weeks, months, years, not years, uh, days, weeks, and maybe a month, uh, that Eric Gilbert might be on this team. We'll have to wait and see. Let's see. Tasha Thibodeau says, always a great show. Appreciate your podcast. Go Tigers. Thank you, Tasha. And guys, you can go over to the Real LSU Nation uh, for her, you know, for her group, got a lot of great content from a lot of different people in there. It's always great. Uh, Chili says, hashtag ask Blake, Devontae Lee and those four, uh, four receivers coming in May will get some PT. Um, Devontae Lee's had a huge camp. Devontae Lee, when DJ Mangus got high, and I said this last week, I'll just reiterate it for no for people who didn't hear us last week. For people who didn't listen, De, uh, when DJ Mangus came back in to LSU, when he was named the passing game coordinator, there was the first, there was one thing he did. Yeah, maybe he shook some hands, kissed some babies, talked to some people around LSU. Uh, but really, the first thing he did from a player's perspective is he called one guy. It's a guy by the name of Devontae Lee. He said, "Hey, brother, why don't you? I know you're a linebacker right now. Why don't you come back over to wide receiver? The kid looks leaner. The kid's always had strong hands. He's really tough to bring down. And quite honestly, not just one individual or one person, but I think multiple people have all kind of said the same exact thing about uh, Devontae Lee: is that he's had one hell of a camp, maybe the best camp this this year so far. Look, you might have a you might have a situation where where he's there now." The, the question is, with that room and as talented as it is, can he get snaps, number one? And number two, can is there enough mouths to feed in this offense that he can get make a, a big impact? I think that he can, but you do have guys like Kayshawn Bouti, Coy Moore, Trey Palmer, Dre Jenkins. We'll see. We will see. Uh, Mikey says, I mean, he was the number one guard in the country, and he hasn't seen the field numbers three years uh, but he ha- he was al- also almost 350 pounds. Are you talking about Gilbert? I mean, not Gilbert. Are you talking about uh, Cardell Thomas or Bradford? Look, Bradford's, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Bradford's going to come in here and start turning some heads now. All right. If that kid puts it together, it's going to be dangerous now. 
There's one. There's two things I know in this world. Two. Number one is I know how to eat. Number two is I know offensive line play. That's the two things I know. You better watch out for Anthony Bradford. Our good friend, Mr. Josh Sibley, says watch Coach Jones pull the entire starting defense off the field if he's not satisfied with the performance. I completely agree with that. All right, a couple more. Then we're going to get to our good friend, Mr. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Anthony on Facebook Live says, is it safe to say that Elias Ricks and Derek Stingley will be the best quarterback duo in college football this year? If they can stay healthy, I mean, look, let's call a spade a spade. Neither one of them stayed healthy for the entire season last year. Do they have the talent to be? Yes. Can they be? We don't know that yet. They certainly have the talent. All right, let's get over to our good friend, Mr. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Guys, we're going to talk more spring and some recruiting stuff, so stay tuned. But we've got to get over to our good friend, Mr. John Patton, over from Area Home Lending. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on that mortgage that you have now, even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John from Area Home Lending today, and if you mention AYS, he will send his team out for a free appraisal. If you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage you have now, or, or, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing will never be better. Call him today, mention AYS, free appraisal. And our good friend, Mr. Richie Roche over at Roche's London Landscape, 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. If, also, if you mention the show, if you mention AYS or Blake Rafino, Richie will give you a discount on that first cut. If you want your lord looking the very best, in your neighborhood, Richie Roche can do it. Again, that's 225-937-7220. Tell him Blake Rafino at AYS since you on by. Mr. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com, our good friend. Mike, what's happening, brother? That's good, man. I looks like I need to adjust myself a little bit, huh? A Let's little see. bit. A oh, little boy. bit. There we go. There we go. There we go. Mike, what's uh, happening, brother? What's happening? No, I'm moving this thing all over the wrong way. <laughs> Guys, if you have a question for Mike, do us a favor. You can hit the hashtag Ask Mike, and if you have a question we'll, we'll, right here for Mike, we'll, we'll bring it up. Mike, we were talking about some spring and the scrimmage that happened this week. The first question I got for you, my friend, is there been one thing this spring that's kind of caught your eye, something that you're wanting to see this Saturday or, or something that you'll continue to monitor as the season goes on? What's the one thing that you've seen that you've liked so far? Well, the obvious is you, you want to go to spring and you don't want to have any issues with, you know, injuries. Right. And we've got a few of them, but none of them seem to be catastrophic that we know of right now. So that's a positive. And you want to get through the spring game with the same thing. So um, I really think, look, it, it's um, obviously the big question mark was linebackers on defense. I think they're going to be very, they're going to be fine there. Um uh, I think, you know, obviously you had a rash of injuries in the defensive backfield last year. We hear really good things about Jay Ward and his performances this spring. Um, I think the quarterback spot, that's just going to be a battle, I think, all the way through the summer. Um, I don't know that, uh, based on what I'm hearing, that there's one guy that's head and shoulders above two and three. Um, so that's going to, I think, going to make things interesting. Um, and, of course, we're all going to be wondering how that's going to shake out. Uh, how many of those four quarterbacks are still going to be there uh, in September? Um, and that's something that, uh, you know, that staff has got to be very cognizant of. Um, the injuries at running back, you know, that's one thing that Ed Orgeron has lamented in all of his press conferences. So, um, but, you know, he's got solutions there. I think he's wanting to push Terry Davis Price. I think he's wanting to push John Emery. And then he wants Armani Goodwin and, and Corey Connor to come in in June 
and hit the ground running and maybe one or both of those guys have, have an impact early to go along with the other two guys. I mean, LSU could have, you know, five, six running backs. So I think that group's solid. Hearing good things about Devonta Lee, uh, offensive line, um, you know, got some depth there, but uh, still, I don't know, there's a lot I want to see, but, you know, as you know, making phone calls, the news coming out of scrimmages has been real tight lipped. <laughs> Um, this past Saturday is usually your biggest scrimmage um, where, you know, the it, it, the highest impact and where the guys make the most noise, and it's been awfully quiet. The only thing I've gleaned from the weekend was that the defense uh, was outstanding on Saturday. So, um, and that's that's to be. I mean, you expect that. you got a brand-new offensive coordinator, uh, passing game coordinator, uh, doing different things there, and you've got a lot of veterans on that defense. So, um that, that, that's some of it. I, I went a little long on you, but yeah. Mike, we just got done talking about that because a lot of the, the things that happen when I come out here and say that the defense did really good Saturday is, Blake, our offense really sucks. And I'm like, no, no, just calm down. Look, Durante, nobody in the country, Mike, knows what Durante Jones wants to do. They don't know what he's going to do on third down. They don't know the packages. They don't know anything he's going to do. The only man on the country that really knows from a really scheme standpoint is Jake Peets. The thing that I keep hearing, Mike, and maybe you can talk about this the same, is that this is going to be a defense that's very multiple. They're going to run zone. They're going to run man. They're going to have three-man fronts, four-man fronts. Is that a lot of what you're hearing, too? Yeah, I think they want to be multiple. Uh, I think you've got a lot of defensive linemen. You've got a nice mix of guys that, uh, you know, with a lot of experience with some newcomers and Jaquel Roy coming to his second year, Ojalari. Uh, Mason Smith, of course, who he's singled out as being his best inside pass rusher <laughs> and can push for start playing time. Uh, you know, a guy who I keep asking about is Jacoby Guillory, and I'm like, you know, is he uh, asking questions about, you know, why why isn't his name getting dropped? I mean, Orgeron's pretty much a guy who gives you the tell. I mean, if, if he's dropping your name, he's dropping it for a reason, and he usually he's not good at hiding. And I, I would have liked <laughs> to have heard him saying more about Jacoby Guillory this spring and so far, he hasn't said anything. Um, so, you know, I'm asking a guy in the program and one of my sources, you know, what's going on with Jacoby. He said, no, look, he's just got a lot of good guys in front of him right now. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, when you've got all those guys who opted to come back and take that free year, um, and of course, he's coming off an of injury. Um, so I, I, I really want to see him on Saturday. That That's the guy. When we've been out at practice, um, and I've been out to three practices now, and we're going to have access on Thursday. The defensive linemen are always on the other two football fields away, and we don't get to see them. They're hitting a sled, and I'm, I mean, seriously, the, the sideline that we get, and if you're familiar with LSU's practice facility, you know, there's four football fields. Well, we're on the right. furthest sideline, and the defensive linemen are always on the other, the, the, the furthest away, easily 100 yards away most of the practice. So uh, being able to see particularly the inside guys has been very difficult in the amount of time that we've had at practice. I mean, heck, two Thursdays ago, we had eight minutes. That, Yeah, and I want to see that too, Mike, and I want to see a lot of things. Uh, Jay Ward is a guy that you, you alluded to earlier. We talked about. I've been, as Buddy Sanji calls me, the CEO and president of the Jay Ward Fan Club. Uh, I know he goes on with you on Thursdays, and guys, you can check that uh, out on YouTube and Facebook, and we'll let Mike tell you more about that. 
Uh, look, Brandon Taylor was a guy, and I know that I alluded to it, and I'm not just saying this because he's a good friend of the show and he's a good friend of mine, but Brandon Taylor made a, a leap from corner to safety, and it really paid off for him. Mike, are we seeing something like this in Jay Ward? I heard he had another great scrimmage this past Saturday. Is he a guy that we all need to be watching out for as a big impact player? Because, quite honestly, he had one of the best, I think, one of the best ends of the seasons than anybody on that team. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I equate some of that, too, is him getting his bearings. I think him getting bigger and stronger. I think him getting acclimated. Um, you know, I was on a show in Alexandria earlier tonight uh, that I do every Monday, and um, there's no denying the caliber of Louisiana high school football player that is, is usually, than more than most states, are usually more ready to play uh, early on than a lot of uh, recruits from other states. That's just a fact. Um, there's several other states that are similar that have a hard-nosed football and and real hungry kids that uh, uh, weren't pampered and, and aren't playing frou-frou uh, football. And so, yeah, I, I, I think, look, I think Jay Ward, Corey Raymond did a fantastic job locating him and knowing what he could do. And I think he was just starting to come into his own. And unfortunately, it was an, it was an off year. Um, and then he had the year before. So I don't know. I, I, I think he's going to be I, – I want to see him. But I'm always I'm always also a little uh, – there's always some caveats. It seems like every spring we get, there's some guys that we're hearing are really making moves. And then it, and then at the end of the year we're like, you know, early in the year we were hearing so, so much about so-and-so and, and that, that didn't happen. You know, I, I don't think he's going to be that guy. But, I mean, who were we talking about last year? Jordan Tolles. Right. At this same juncture. Well, and, I heard his, right? yeah. and even Ed Orgeron said Jabril Cox is the best player on the field, and sometimes that didn't, you know, pan out to be. So, yeah, I greatly appreciate, or I greatly agree with you there, Mike. Look, let's get to some questions. The people are firing them off. Uh, Dorian Starkey, who, where I get my hair cut at his place here in Hammond at Ryan's Barbershop, he says, Mr. Scarborough, who do you think the next guy uh, to commit in a 2022 class would be. Is there some names out there, Mike, that you think that could be committing soon? Yeah, look, I, I think um, what I th- I tell you what, I, I think, you know, Emory Jones obviously has been close. I think Jake Johnson, Max's brother, has been close. Um, but what I do think is once the summer gets here and the, uh, the recruiting dead period uh, is over at May, May 31st at midnight, and the camps start coming, the unofficial, the official visits. Uh, there's going to be a lot of kids in cars with families hitting as many schools as they can to make up for lost time. And I suspect there's going to be not only a flurry of 22 commit commitments, and those should be in the upper teens by August. Um, but I, I think there's going to be a big number of 23 commits. And then we're also going to see some 24 kids start to get offers as they start attending LSU's camp. So, um I, I, the summer is going to be nonstop. Uh, it, you know, last summer and the summer before, it was like July was when, if you were a guy that does what I do, you would, you would uh, that would be the time to take a vacation. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case at all this this summer. Well, Mike, let's expand on that a little bit because the the dead period, like you mentioned, ends at May thirty first at, at, at twelve a.m. June first, and look, I know that we've alluded to it. I know that you've alluded to it, that you think that there could be some camps. You just mentioned it here. Uh, Look, LSU probably really wants to see these kids live and in action going one-on-one against other really talented guys. 
you talk about this summer, are there some guys like Ricky Collins, who you put me on, the kid from Woodlawn, who you've been on top of yep. for a long time. Could you see a kid like that getting an offer? Could you see kids that just come off the radar because of everything that's been going on getting offers? Is that what you're expecting this summer? I do. Uh, I you know I don't know that Ricky Collins is going to be that guy, but I, I it, it I think Ricky Collins is going to be at a minimum a kid that's going to know that LSU is on him big time. You know mm-hmm. because he's local, and you've got Arch Manning with an offer right now. You've got Eli Holstein and Zachary. Um, you know, there's probably going to be a little bit of how that how that's going to play out. But after when I saw him last August and throughout last season, I just knew because of him not being able to attend camps last summer. We're talking about Ricky Collins from Woodlawn, uh, coached by Marcus Randall. Uh, once coaches had a chance to see him, and he's been out on the camp circuit. He was MVP at the Rivals Camp in Dallas this uh, weekend, uh, and so. He's already got Arkansas and Mississippi State. I think there's going to be more offers coming for him. He's just an exceptional athlete. Um, but, you know, the, the, the question is going to be, and, and, and this is where LSU is going to get, I think, with the quarterback room. Look, if, if he just goes to camp and just blows them away, you have to offer him right away, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no gamesmanship, no politics, period. Um, but I think um, – You know, like right now, there's still a debate as to whether this is a two-quarterback class for the class of 2022. You know, I don't think LSU knows that until you know how many quarterbacks are sitting there enrolled in the fall semester at LSU. Mm -hmm. Um, That might make a difference. And then you, you know, then you try to go forward and figure out, okay, in midterm, you get Walker Howard, um, and whether you take another one there. And then as all of a sudden, the class of 23 uh, become a two-quarterback class. Uh, and that all, I think that all depends on if you're down to three scholarship quarterbacks at midterm or spring the next spring. Well, Mike, it's definitely a good problem to have. You know, like I always feel like we were always going through this process like, hey, are we going – I forget the kid from Texas who played private school, uh, Garrett something, I forget his name. And then, like, you never have a kid from Louisiana that would be here. Now you have multiple kids – in Louisiana that you can go get scholarships and kids that probably have always wanted to come to LSU. Uh, in, in the time that you've been doing Tiger Bay, can you remember a time that L- that Louisiana as a whole has been this deep never. in quarterback? Never. Never. I've, I've never seen anything like this in consecutive years. It's, it's absolutely insane. Um, and you, you, it's because a lot of high school coaches, you know, you still got your schools out there that are going to run the veer and they're going to run it for many decades to come. <laughs> but you've got a lot of schools out there that have switched – uh, to the RPO offenses, and these kids have been running it since the eighth grade. Um, you know, I, I, you know, there's a lot of people say, why is this happening now? I think that's part of the, the, the RPO offenses. These kids uh, just have taken to it. They love it. Um, I think it's, a, you know, you can uh, a little bit of seven on seven is up a factor of it. Um, then there's also a belief that there's a lot of kids that maybe might have been quarter, uh, that are playing quarterback it might have been baseball prospects uh, that uh, they're, they're not particip- they hadn't been participating in uh, you know you know all the travel ball and all that stuff and the, 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 that number has dwindled and those type of kids that would have been lost to baseball are there for football uh, before they even hit high school. Mike, you know an interesting point because an RPO in some aspects, not all aspects, has a veer type of 
option read feel to it. It's still from an offensive line perspective, same some same concepts, right? You're just going from the spread and you're telling an inside receiver to run a slant. There's not a lot of differences in that in that give take or, or, or throw. So maybe that that's a good point. That could right, be a, it's, it's the RPO and they run the spreads. I mean, like look what they do at St. Thomas More. Right. Look what they did at Catholic High and Fatigue. A lot of schools running that offense. These, these guys are. I mean. Uh, and if they, they've been running it since the ninth grade, some of them, you know, a little bit middle school. Um, so I, I think that that's part of it. But I mean, look, it, 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 it looks it, it doesn't look like it's going to tail off anytime soon. You know, I, I was la- <laughs> I've been saying for the last year or two, um, you know, we look back to that 19, that summer of 19, when you had uh, TJ and Max, you had uh, mm-hmm. Caleb Williams, you had Walker Howard, you had Altmaier. Uh, uh, Luke Altmaier, who's committed to Ole Miss, was at that camp. You had Ty Simpson, who's considered to be uh, a little higher rated than Walker Howard by some people, uh, you know, committed to Alabama. You know, well, he was at – people forget that he was at that LSU camp. You had Arch Manning there uh, the week before or the week after the 7-on-7. Seven seven. It was the most insane stretch of LSU camps and particularly that three-day period, Nussmeyer was there on the Saturday. I mean, it was just um, – and, and I'm forgetting some guys. I mean, it was just the best camp of quarterbacks I've ever seen at LSU. You could probably combine the last – the previous five years of quarterbacks together and wouldn't have equaled the quality and the high caliber of, of the kids I just named. Uh, it was insane. So I'm going to be curious if they're going to be able to get those same – that same type of kids uh, here this coming summer – uh, once we get the dates and, you know, normally you have your June for camp and then July is, is a dead period. Uh, and that's usually where coaches will take two weeks vacation and then you'll have sandwiched in there your SEC football media days. I wonder if they're just going to say, hey, there's no time off. We're, they're, 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 if they, I wonder if they're going to open it up on June 1 and they're going to say, let's go. It's you're going to have you're not you're going to have June and July for camps and visits. Mike, I, they I, they should right. Like you mean to tell yeah, me, Ed Orsron, who I think lo- they have to right. I mean, you think Ed Orsron, who loves recruiting, is going to say, "Hey, you guys can take you know X amount of days off in July, not being able to see these kids." And I think coaches want to see them. You know, like for example, you know, uh, there are some kids that you're not able to see in person, and you just have to watch the film. Coaches don't like that, I'm sure, right? You've been, you've talked to coaches about this before. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's really – look, it's a disadvantage to everybody. Uh, I, I know some will say, well, uh, schools like LSU have been at an advantage with this lockdown. Maybe so. But I think the mid-majors, mid-majors in particular really need this to get opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and, – and Orgeron has done a, been fantastic with this for the other state schools. Um, you know, every summer since he's been here, when he opens up his elite camp or his camps, all the college coaches – that all the other state schools are allowed to attend. I think they're going to be there in droves at the LSU camp because they need to see these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, you know, it's. I think it's really hurt them uh, more than LSU. But there's no doubt they 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 all want to see these kids against their peer groups. They're the one-on-ones uh, to see what you're looking at because huddle tapes one thing, uh, Twitter videos one thing, working out with their uh, hired trainer in, in the spring is one thing. You really need to have these kids standing in front of you and be able to size them up and, and you know, see what they look like in street clothes. Mike, to your point, and I forget the kids' names and I forget how many, but there was like three or four. If you remember when LSU did that at Southeastern in Strawberry Stadium, 
uh, Southeastern signed three of those kids, three or four of those kids, based off that small camp that they did. So that that's a really good point. Okay, a couple more questions. Vic asked, hashtag asked Mike, updates on Shamir Stewart and Walter Nolan. Yeah, I think LSU's in real good shape with both of them. Nolan, of course, is going to have – I think LSU's probably – Look, I think they're in good shape with both of them. I think Nolan is going to be a guy that you wait to see when those visits and how they're staggered. Um, of course, you know, Nolan being an offensive lineman, he's going to have a lot of schools that, uh, that you know, that's always going to be a toughie. Um, you know, don't forget LSU still has Emory Jones out there. Um, but, you know, how big of, of an offensive line class is this, does this end up being for LSU? Does it go as high as five? Could it even get to six? Mike, I mean, when you start what, what, figuring out, you know, if you know right now, you know, uh, you know, think about it. You, you haven't heard anything on Perry, and you haven't heard anything on Cardell Thomas, have you, this spring? No, I have not. Nothing, so, you know, nothing good. So, so now you're, you've gotten to the point where you're recruiting over those guys. Well, then, Mike, I mean, I hate to say this, but when you bring in what two guys from this in this in this past class. I mean, signing five, you you it's kind of like a bare minimum, right? Like, they got to do that. That's kind of like a non-negotiable, wouldn't it seem? Right, and then, you know, then and that's another point as to where this camp comes in. If you've got a pretty pretty good lay of the land of what 23 is going to look like for you in Louisiana. Uh, because, look, offensive linemen don't grow on trees, <laughs> and it certainly makes it difficult for James Craig. That we've seen it. You know, he's got – He's probably got a tougher task than anybody else on that staff when the state is not giving him what he needs at his position. When he's got to go out of state uh, and go against everybody, the Ohio State's, Clemson's, for the best of the best, and usually your best of the best, there's there's like two or three of them, and still when they get there, you don't know what you're, what, what you're really getting. So, um, But if they see have an idea of what Louisiana looks like for 23, if they think it's a little slim, then maybe you push the limits on 23 on, on 22 class if you can get up to six i don't look i think that the more linemen you have the better but i you're speaking to a former lineman so all right a couple more questions mike and we'll get you out of here uh mike scarborough from tigerbait.com is our guest we'll let you know everywhere you can get his stuff uh blaine smith says hashtag ask mike any running back recruits you hearing lsu is in a good position for i know they got a couple good uh kids in state the uh atn yeah, being uh, one three good ones uh Look, I, I love Le'Veon Moss. I think LSU's way out front for him. I know, you know, Alabama and, and everybody else is is, is offered him. Um, I, I just think LSU's positioned themselves so well with him. He's a super kid too. Um, uh, not real active on Twitter. He's not a guy who needs <laughs> all the attention, uh, and I and I like that about him. Um, you know, you're talking about a kid that, uh, you know, I. He could have transferred to several schools, and, and there was a rumors out there last summer he could have went to Walker. Uh, his mom actually moved to Walker. You know, he could have he could have transferred there, and he opted to stay in Estruma with with those guys and work hard on a small roster. and And, and I give him big props for that. So um, I, I just I think the world of that kid and the Coach Gladney and those guys at Estruma they they, they 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 work hard. So um, you mean look, citizen. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say you're like not. He's not on Charles Prep big time. You got Trevor H N at Jennings. So, um, I think Citizen. You know, we, all along we were looking at those two, um, and, and so I, I, 
a lot of people believe that your class is going to be Citizen and Moss, and then A-Channel will end up at Clemson or somewhere else, uh, whereas before Citizen got the offer, you thought it might be the other way around. And um, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I know that you're all over this, kid, so I have to ask this question. I usually don't double up on these from, from people, but uh, Vic says, hashtag ask Mike, is Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Anderson out of Carr the best wide receiver in the state, in your opinion? I know that you've been all over this kid and you love him. Yeah, no, I love him. Uh, I, I, he, he's just, when you see his ball skills, his balance, the way he moves after the catch, you know, I tweeted out several times, he's Josh Reed 2.0. I probably shouldn't have went that far with it, <laughs> but but I mean he has that. When you, and part of it, the reason why I went there with him is because, and he's probably a little faster than Josh Reed. I, I want to see how he tests in the forty, but the fact he's got that running back, that former running back build. He's got some legs on him. Uh, he's not a, a tall kid. Um, he's just got you get space. This could damage some people. And great ball skills. Very aware of where the ball's at. If there's a tip ball, um, he's got that, uh, you know, that that fast twitch mind to muscle, uh, you know, that Tyron Matthew ball skill thing. I've seen it. Uh, you, you can see it on his highlight film. I mean, uh, I, I, I just think the world of him. He, he's, uh, he's my number one. But, look, I mean, you got Shaz Preston and, and a bunch of other guys out there that are also very good. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I like Anderson. You know, Mike, you talking and, about and, and, and when we saw where Alabama came and offered him recently. I know. And um, you can say what you want about Saban and this <laughs> and that, but I, I assure you, when he sees Taylor Anderson, he's seeing the same thing. And you know, he he's had those guys like a Jalen Waddle, guys that are just explosive in space and can make things happen in space, and that's a hell of a comp. He's like a Tyron Matthew on the offensive side, Mike. Yeah, it, it was, and cars oh, and cars a well coached team, obviously in the championship hunt every year play great competition on their schedule and through the playoffs and uh, so no I, I love that kid Carr is always producing and always has a really good team and really good talent Mike you've been fantastic as always I know people know where to get you and, and to subscribe to but for anybody who's listening to us for the first time or seeing you for the first time tell everybody uh, where they can get it and the AYS uh, promo code yeah I keep that I keep that live for you for you and your guys uh, at all times uh, if you t- go into Tiger Bank to subscribe use promo code AYS30 and rather than get the 7 day uh, $1 trial period you'll get Tiger Bank for 30 days and I always say if you want, if you go ahead and try us for a dollar go ahead and click the box so that you choose, when, if, it, if it goes live you stick with us and I think you will we got a high high retention rate choose the annual package uh, because that you get basically you're getting three months free when you choose that. It's less money. You only get billed once a year. But we want to have you. We got a great building community on our Tiger Den Premium Message Board. You get our text alerts for breaking news. Um, you get our newsletters, all our recruiting updates, uh, all our premium content that works. And everybody who's been on the new Tiger Bait uh, just loves it. And um, so check us out at tigerbait.com. My first stop every morning and when news is going on, especially in recruiting, Mike is our go-to spot. Mike, as always, thank you, my friend. We'll talk soon. Anytime, Blake. Thanks for having me, man. Talk soon. That is Mr. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com, always killing it with the knowledge and the information. I, I had to hold it back for this comment, though. Seeking says, tell Saban to go play in traffic. That boy needs Jesus. I'm going to make this a thing. I made the Ed Orgeron photo of the thing. 
I'm going to make this a thing. It's a little wax thing of Jesus. That man needs Jesus. <laughs> Go play in traffic. Oh, I love me some LSU fans, man. Uh, let's see. I saw this. Jacob Cole says Josh Reed and Tyron Matthew. Look, I think that Mike is on to something when he talks about uh, Aaron Anderson, the wide receiver from Carr, Tyron Matthew in space. Look, Tyron Matthew is on another planet. I, it, it was on another planet when he was in college. I think that that's a big, uh, a big thing. But look, Mike's been out there watching these kids. Go watch his kids' film, man. He's absolutely ridiculous. He's not a three star. He's not as down as some of these other services say that he is. I think I kind of agree with Mike. If you go watch his kids' film, he could definitely and easily could be the number one wide receiver in our state. Uh, LSU fan says, ask Blake which freshman wide receiver from the 21 class will end up having the best career. That's a that's a tough ask. Um, Look, I could be so wrong on this. I don't know. You talk about the Smith kid from Mississippi. I'll go there because I think he's Justin Jefferson uh, uh, 2.0. All right, let's stay here. We'll continue to talk some LSU. Might get into some baseball as they take it, but we'll definitely continue to talk about some football. But guys, before we do that, you got to go see our good friends. And I don't have the photo. Darn on it. But our good, oh, I can do this. Our good friends over at Sunday Scaries, guys, the CBD oil, uh, jerky. If you have some uh, joint pain, joint aches, definitely go over to Sunday Scaries and use the promo code Blake, and they will definitely hook you up. And our law firm, the Drake Law Firm, personal injury, criminal defense, real estate, and successions, there's nothing that the that the law firm of Drake Law Firm cannot do for you today. Get a DWI, anything like that, they will represent you, especially all of you crazy AYS fans. Just go over to the Drake Law Firm and tell them Blake Rafino at AYS uh, sent you on by. Um, B.I., Every time B.I. comments, it's like the Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones with a name like B.I. I'm going to bring it up. How close are the wide receivers to 1,000 catches for the uh, – or 10,000 catches for this offseason? I think that, like, Coy Moore was at 6,500. Uh, Booty was, like, 5,900. I mean, they're close. They're definitely close. But I saw another comment up here, too. Uh, Tasha Tibbs says, great show. I appreciate that, Tasha. Somebody said the RPO game is – oh, Ryan right here. He says, the RPO game makes Saban walk back and forth a little faster. Well, I don't know if it's because it's a little faster or it's because he's got short legs. Maybe he's running. It looks like he's walking. You really, It's really, really hard to tell. Like, really, really hard to tell, guys. But, look, a lot of people are asking me and talking about, Blake, the offense is going to be so bad. The old line so bad. Guys – that's not the case. I mean, there's times throughout these scrimmages and throughout these practices and what you'll probably see on Saturday, they're dominating the line of scrimmage and running the football. They're running the RPO game. If you don't know the RPO right now, Jake Peets is going to drill it into your head because they're going to run a lot of it. Period. And the basis of the RPO game is R. What's the number one? RPO starts with R. Run, pass. Run, pass. It's not the PRO. The pass run option, LSU's going to get back to it. They're going to run the football. Look, they got a, they got a electric backs, man. And they got electric. The simple fact that they pulled a kid that was committed to Auburn and is the fat, literally the fastest kid in the state of Alabama, broke an Alabama state record uh, in, what was it, the 60 and the 100-meter dashes? Come on, man. 
Uh, Josh says Jay Ward is go- is having a good spring, an excellent spring. Had another pick this past Saturday. At least that's what they tell us. I I don't think he's going to be that kid. A lot of keep a lot of people burned or got mad at him and kind of written him written him off at Mississippi State. But the kid tore meniscus. He came back two weeks after tearing a meniscus in a, in a surgery. Shouldn't have been out there. Tucked it out. Went out there and did some good stuff. Again, there and I'll say this: there is nobody on that defense that impacted games at the end of the season more than Jay Ward. Nobody. Not Jabril Cox. Not Jaquel. May May. I'm not even Jaquelin Roy. Uh, forget the two sacks at Florida. He won you. The, he won you the game at Arkansas. Literally. He got you a pick six at Ole Miss, and look what he did against Florida, man. I'm telling you, people better be careful with that. With what you know, with this Jay War thing again. President CEO, I better not be wrong. I hope I'm not wrong. Uh, I, and look, I don't get on kids like that. Like I don't fall in love with kids heavy, but I think his game's fantastic. All right, let's go a couple more minutes, and we'll get out of here. Kenny Russell says the way LSU has been recruiting lately. We should win another title soon. I agree with that. C. King says there's not many O-line in college football that will be able to contain LSU's D-line. LSU or, or, or SEC teams this upcoming season will need Jesus. They will need Jesus when they're facing that LSU defensive line. No question. All right, last one. We'll get out of here. Uh, Brent says, hashtag ask Blake, who would you start at linebacker and at cornerback safety uh, for a LSU this year, or for maybe you're just saying for LSU this year. At linebacker right now, um, I don't know. I think you would put Strong and Clark. I want to say I want to see what who Mike Jones who Mike Jones um, does. Um, I want to see a little bit more from Derek Davis before I name him the starter. Todd Harris was out again. Uh, uh, probably shouldn't have said that, but he's he's battling the hamstring. Um, I think I said that last week. Um, Jay Ward married, maybe Derek Davis, rotate Derek Davis in and out. Jordan Tolls, uh, see that. And the three that I'd start at corner right now would obviously be, if the season were to start, Elias Ricks, Derek Singley, and Cardell Flott. So there's the ones. All right, guys, we'll pick up on some LSU baseball stuff. We will actually be doing the live baseball show tomorrow, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about it then. But until then, guys, we will see you again tomorrow. And we will have some more guesting. Mike Scarborough, as always, was awesome. Go check out TigerBay.com. AYS30. Don't forget to check that out. Guys, y'all have a good night. We'll see you soon. Peace out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.